One word, folks. Hercules. So welcome back. I'm joined by somebody who I have grown up with on TV uh, as Hercules in many more roles. And I am a, a little bit starstruck. So I want to introduce Kevin Sorbo. How are you, sir? Very fine. How are you doing today? Uh, excellent. Now, I want to I be very clear here. This is This is something that I was itching for all day because I grew up watching Hercules. I grew up watching you as, as you know, on TV almost everywhere. And so this is a really big deal for me. So I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> well, I feel like I grew up on Hercules too. So there. <laughs> so how many seasons of that was there? Uh, seven seasons. It was, it was six seasons of one hour show. And then the first season was five, two hour movies, which um, took a full year to shoot that. And that, that was, that's what kicked off the show. Initially, it was just going to be five uh, two-hour television movies. But by the third movie, Universal loved what they were seeing. And they said, you're staying there. We're going to make it a series. And I kind of had in the back of my mind they would want to do that. Because at the time, there was nothing like it on TV. Yeah, there, there really wasn't. I mean, it was uh, it was it was something else. Even, even my mom was like, you know, my mom was into you. <laughs> so I remember actually... Well, it was good. It was seven years down in New Zealand. It was fantastic. Uh, New Zealand's a beautiful place. You know, I was um, I bumped into you at CPAC in 2016, I think, and you signed you signed a hat for me, which was pretty cool. I still have that hat. <laughs> so uh, I, would, I, had a, I had a very good time with it, and uh, the people I worked with down there went on to um, work on um, Lord of the Rings, and most of my most of those guys wanted to win all these all these Academy Awards and stuff. Jeez. Well, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I've always seen about you and all your public appearances. You're a very humble guy. And something we don't see a lot of, especially in the news media, is people giving credit to those behind the scenes. I mean, look, we've all done TV. The operations that go on behind the scenes are epic. I mean, there's dozens of people scurrying around doing all the background work. And the talking heads get all the credit. That's something that, you know, when you give credit to guys like that, it says a lot about your character. Well, you know, I had a great team. It was just fun down there. I mean, the people were great. They work hard. They've got a very positive work ethic, uh, very talented. I mean, they, they had a very limited crew when we started. Initially, the show was going to be shot in South Africa. Then they decided, oh, let's shoot in Australia. And it was last minute. Somebody said, you're so close to New Zealand, just pop in. they got a very small um, sort of infrastructure and, uh, uh, you know, see if you like it. And the dollar was so strong, you know, the U.S. dollar against the New Zealand dollar at the time. And um, the tax credit was too good for them to turn it down, and you know they ended up just really hard workers. And like I said, most of them went on to work on Lord of the Rings. Our, you know, all the visual effects guys won Academy Awards. Our, our, our wardrobe, Nyla Dixon, she won an Academy Award on Lord of the Rings. And so we had a we had a great team, and um, got a lot of kudos from Peter Jackson saying, you know, it was because of Hercules. They said, you know, you you developed a huge infrastructure in this small country. Nice. Well, so fast forward to today. I know you have a new movie coming out. What else are you up to? I've um, got a couple of things. I just I, I got um, I got three movies in the can. I don't know when they're coming out. So one one's called One Nation Under God. I was hoping that would come out this year, but it looks like next year now. And uh, that is a uh, it's a, a movie dealing in the high school um, with trying to get One Nation Under God put back that phraseology put back into our Pledge of Allegiance. And then another movie called The Reliant. It's an action movie. And I just finished shooting and directing a movie called East Texas Oil, which um, we're planning on getting out in theaters by by March. And um, that one, we shot up in Calgary, and it's a true story during the um, uh, oil boom in 1930 in Texas. 
and it's a it's a comedy, and it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful script. We got John Ratzenberger, and then we got Lou Gossett Jr. and um, I got a lead part in it as well. And it was uh, it, we just finished shooting like a week ago, and um, that turned out great. But the newest one is September seventh is a documentary called Bleeding Blue, and uh, it's produced and put together all by Kevin Jackson, who did a great job, and he brought me on on board as the narrator of it. And it's uh, it's another thing that's going to drive the left crazy because it deals with facts and truth and statistics that are real, and they're not going to like that. So it uh, it really shows the reality of all these uh, NFL players taking you know a knee uh, for w- less than one percent of the shootings in and um, by cops compared to the ninety nine percent of the shootings of African Americans on African Americans. All you got to do is look at Chicago, for example, and they have forty, fifty, sixty shootings every week out there. So. Um, you know, I, I think it's a little blown out of proportion. The cops, there are good cops and bad cops everywhere. There's good people and bad people in every profession. But for the most part, our, our police force needs to be a little more revered and hated the way they are now. And the media is big on that. You know, the media loves to report the, the fake news before they get the facts. And uh, they've jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, well, they, they always want to report news you know, any news, whether it's right or wrong. And that's something that... I want to keep people living in fear and hate and anger because uh, that's more interesting than telling the truth, apparently. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And this is something... I was a Navy SEAL for nine years. I I know, you know, our our law enforcement guys go through some of the craziest stuff in the world. My hat goes off to them. Every time I'm at a coffee shop, try to buy them coffee because they're just treated like crap on a a broad basis. You know, people, very few people acknowledge them, say thank you. Most people walk by them without a second's thought unless they're being shot at, and then they're the first person they call. And there's another sliver of population that just downright hates them for whatever reason. And I'm I'm really anxious. I've watched the trailer. I had Kevin Jackson on. It looks great. Yeah, it does. It does. They did a great job. You know, it's too bad. It's going to sound so stupid, but it's too bad that everybody who doesn't want any sort of police protection whatsoever, if we could find a state or a city that they can just live in and go, here, this is where you can live with no law to help you do anything. There's no stop signs. There's there's no police. There's no speeding force. And I'd be very curious to see what happened in that society. You know, the, the, the biggest purveyors of hatred towards our police officers are the same ones trying to take, like you said, God out of our schools. But the first thing they do when they in, in contact a tragedy is call somebody with a gun, call a police officer, and then pray they get there in time. Oh sure, of course, of course they do. It, it, the hypocrisy is their their national anthem. It's just everything they blame the right on is really what the left is doing. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's like our government, the Democrats, saying they want to help minorities. They're the ones who keep the minorities in chains. I mean, they really do. I don't mean that it's a slave thing. I'm just saying that they're the ones that do it. I mean, I laughed when in, in twenty. Um, was it 2012 when Obama was running for re-election? Yeah. And Joe Biden said at a black, uh, all-black sort of rally, he yeah. said that the Republicans want to keep y'all in chains. And, yeah. you know, and nobody says anything what he, what he exactly. when, when he says it. But if somebody like me says that they want to come after me big time and oh. call me a racist. Exactly. They love saying that. They love their labels, you know. I've, I've gotten the, the racist claim, too. That, that's the default. When they, you know, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a racist. I've had, I have the number one after-school program for 21 straight years here in California in Los Angeles called the World Fit for Kids. I work with over 12,000 minority students every year in L.A. Unified. So I'm a racist because I want to help them have a better education. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's just, it just cracks me up. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with my CNN assassination, but, you know, I, I went through some of the same stuff. Yeah, I said some crazy stuff on a radio interview back in 2012, but, you know, 
contextualize it, a lot of it isn't nearly as bad. And you judge somebody by their actions. I did mission trips as a as a high school kid, and you know I was head of national community service for the United States of America. It's uh, it's the narrative when they when they hate everything you stand for, they want to put you in this box that says, "See, he said one bad thing, and for thirty seconds of his life, and therefore everything he does is terrible." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they, that's what I said. They love they love their bumper sticker slogans and their and their you know you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're. I mean, it's it, it's just it's amazing to me. You can't make any comment that has anything to do with reality and truth without getting attacked. And they love to live in their you know John Lennon imagine world where everything is going to be you know everybody's the same and everybody's this and that and. You know, it doesn't. It, it's not that way. Competition's a good thing, and uh, you know, I, I I love the mentality now that they think, well, this time socialism's gonna work. Right. <laughs> it's work in, it's yeah. gonna work. Right. Well, it's, and so here's the thing: is you're literally in the epicenter of liberalism. I mean, that for as far as I'm concerned, the state of California could just be, you know, gone into their own country for all I care. How have that? How has that affected, like your views? How has that affected your career? Um, you know your standings. Like, how has that affected you in life? Well, you, you got to look at California too, and what's going on here. We keep reelecting the same people between Boxer, Pelosi, and Feinstein. That's thirty years of reelecting the same people over and over again, and the state has gotten worse. Right. I, I talk about the definition of insanity. I mean, it's, it blows my mind. I, uh, I remember this comedian, um, oh my gosh, I don't remember his name now, but he said, if you walk outside your house, and every day you walk outside your house, somebody dunk, you know, puts a bucket of garbage over your head, pretty soon you're going to use the back door or side door. Right. Do you think you would try something <laughs> different? It's probably I mean, one and of the better analogies. And since 2008, over 2,000 businesses have left California for other states. 2,000. Yeah. So their answer was all this tax dollars they're losing was to raise our state tax from 10% to 13.5%. And they wonder why people leave. Everything they do is opposite of what they should be doing, but it's not because they're stupid. They want full control. They want cradle-to-grave responsibility for your life. They want big government, exactly what our founding fathers did not want and exactly why our founding fathers left England yeah. <laughs> to get away from that kind of monarchy. That's, I mean, that is the truth. I, I live in the Socialist Republic of Connecticut, which used to be... Oh, my the, gosh, yeah. yeah. used to be the number one gun-producing state in the entire country. It also is, ironically, the constitution state, and now we have less constitutional oversight and even fewer guns than ever before. And where do all the gun shootings take place? In gun-free zones. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh. 98% of gun of shootings. These loser punk kids that go in and kill innocent students in school, if they knew for a fact there's about 10 people around that school with guns, they'd go to that school. Of course they wouldn't. Yeah. Of course they wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's you know, a, and it's, I don't know. Jared, Jared Lochner, the, the Aurora, Colorado shooter, this guy, when he went to seven different movie theaters, he, he, was, he was shown to have cased them. He didn't go to the one closest to his house. He didn't go to the one on the way. He didn't go to the one that was the busiest. He went to the one that was furthest away that had a gun-free sign on the front. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So you, you talked a little bit about Pelosi and Maxine Waters and Feinstein, which ironically, Feinstein didn't get the party endorsement. The party, I guess, is just moving that far left in California. What, what is the message of the Democratic Party? What's the message? Yeah. Um, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Look, I'm all for immigration, but I'm for legal immigration. My grandparents came from Norway legally. I, I believe in what this country stands for. I, I don't mind diversity, but so many people come to this country just to be taken care of. 
there's well over 50 or 60 percent of of the immigrants to this country now the the ones that just are here that are just getting you know free stuff from us and it's not free people think it's free when you get like somebody like bernie sanders get up there and say free college free this free that mm-hmm. let's tax people more and more and more and more because right now we people got to work five months out of the year just to pay their taxes then they give the other seven months okay you can keep that money yeah. you know so um, it's crazy. When, when does it end? How far does this got to go? And they have that sort of policy to say, I mean, it's like this open border policy. Are you kidding me? You know, t- I lived in New Zealand. You know how tough it is to get residency there? If you want to move to New Zealand right now, this is just for instance. Look, great country. I love it. I would love another series down there for seven years, then I'm going to stay there for the rest of my <laughs> life. But if you go in that country, you've got to bring something there. You've got to create a business. You've got to be something that's an asset to the country. They're not going to just let you in. There's no open borders there. So I tell these same people that say, hey, we should have open borders. All of them, you know all of them, lock their cars wherever they go. They lock their homes up at night. They should have, open, they take the doors off. The, you know, everything should be open. Why do they lock their cars? Why do they lock? They don't want somebody coming into their home. They don't want somebody stealing their car, right? right? But there are the same people who say that the large house of America just have an open door policy and coming in when you feel like it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what would you do? You know, what, what would, you know, even some of these moderate Republicans are like, oh, screw the wall. What would you do if you came home from work, somebody's in yeah. your kitchen drinking out of your refrigerator with muddy shoes everywhere? Would you invite them in and say, hey, how would you, you know, we're having lamb chops tonight. Why don't you join me? Or would you call the police? I, you know, it's so funny because there was a woman, um, I, was in, I was in Phoenix. And I was at some event there, and this woman brought, the issue got brought up again about just people coming across. She goes, we should have open borders. And I said, okay, if you went home tonight, there's a family of seven illegal immigrants in your living room, what would you do? She said, I'd let them stay. <laughs> and I started to laugh. I'm going, sure. let me go find some for you right now and bring them to your house. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The self-righteous, like, oh, I'm so much better. I, and the left, oh, we care so much more than everybody else. Oh, give me a break. You'd let them stay. There's just no possible way you should let them stay. But this is what they do. They pretend like they, they're so much better off and we're just better people overall. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's the morality clause. Is that we are right, and if you disagree with us, you, you know, our moral high ground of Mount Olympus is somehow, you know, somehow better than your, your idea of logic, reality, oh, yeah. and history. Um, you, know, when you talked about bringing God back into schools. One of the things that is already left schools is basic economics. You have... I think it was like 57% of Democrats support, think that socialism is good. Are we lost? <laughs> that's, what, that's what they need. They need to head down to Venezuela right now. They need to head to Greece. They need to, head to, yeah. they need to go live in countries, not for a month and visit. Go live there for three or four years and see how everything works out for you. Socialism has never worked. They, that, that, that's why Brexit happened. Brexit happened for a reason because the leaders there in, in England thought what was going on. And the only thing keeping Italy, France, Spain from following Greece into the, into the economic toilet bowl is, is the capitalist production of Germany. Germany's keeping it all together more than any, anybody else there. Yeah, but Germany and, is um, the EU. It's never worked. It's yeah. never, ever worked socialism. Right? They think it's great They have three generations living together. They have no choice. Europe is, Europe is really a continent of renters. America is, is, is a country of people who want to own and strive to own. There's a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, the American dream used to be, you know, you, know, you come here and you work hard. And, and, look, I grew up, I'm the fourth of five kids. My dad was a school teacher. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, they taught us all hard work. They said, don't expect handouts. You work hard for everything. 
And that work ethic has always been with me because of what my parents instilled in me. And uh, right now, you know, the, the Internet is like the Wild West, and people get their ideas off of that. And like I tell my kids, I go, well, if it's on the Internet, it must be true, you know. So exactly. I look at my own Wikipedia page, and I just laugh. I go, oh, wow, I didn't know I did that or it was part of that, you know. Yeah, exactly. So they fill up, they put whatever they want, and they can go after anybody and everybody whenever they want and destroy people's lives, and even though there's no truth behind it. Yeah, I mean, they did. They uh, literally assassinated me. Um, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. You know, we were talking about the American dream, and that it, look, it is now frowned upon to be a strong white male, and I see this like this taking the masculinity away from our kids. It's like if if you if you do anything that is threatening or masculine or anything. You're, you're, you get in trouble. And I always say that, look, look, America is better than everyone else, and I'm not sorry for it. It's the fact that you stack us against, I mean, look at, you know, the 20, the, the, the last two Olympics ago, we had f more gold medals, five times more gold medals than China did, and China has five times our population. Yeah. I mean, that is, a, yeah. that is shocking. Look, and, 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 and another interesting thing, bringing up the Olympics, when you look at winter or summer Olympics and you look at the people from other countries, where did they come to? Where did they go to college when they were when they were in their athletic years? They came to America. Right. They all come. They all come here. Yeah. I mean, they sit there and bash America all they want in other countries, and yet when they come, they they still want to come here. So what does that say? There's nobody getting on boats, yeah. swimming from Key West, Florida, down to Cuba. There's a reason for that. <laughs> you don't see an influx of Americans rushing across the border into Mexico. There's a reason for that, and yet we're trying to to, you know, erase our history, and that's why history repeats itself, because people aren't learning it in school anymore. Our public education system is, is it's appalling. 27th in the world? This is America. We rank, there's 26 countries better than us. California ranks in the bottom three in education, and people throw more money at education here in tax dollars than any other state. What does that say? That says, to me, there's a lot of corruption going on. Yeah, I mean, often, Ronald Reagan said it best, that, you know, government is not the solution to the problem, government is the problem and people can't get and another great quote he said the greatest words to fear is hi i'm from the government and i'm here to help exactly you know? yeah. look at how that turned out for all the people in, you know victims of the katrina disaster i mean oh my yeah it was that was just an epic fit you know I, I just i just have such a problem i mean look, look you've, you've spent your career portraying yourself and your characters as a strong person and it's taken away from our kids now and our, our now when our kids get to the the real world the workplace they don't know what fighting is. They don't know what, you know, metaphorically or physically. They don't know how to fight for anything because they've been spoon-fed. I hope you're able yeah. to get God back in our schools. You know, we've demasculinized America so much. I mean, look, look who plays all of our superheroes, our comic book heroes. Thor is played by an Australian. Superman is played by a, uh, a British guy. Uh, Spider-Man is a British kid. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you tell me they can't find a... 340 million people in this country can't find one American to fit one of those roles that's an actor. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's incredible to me what, what we're doing to, uh, you know, you got to apologize for, for being uh, someone that's aggressive and strong and not, not, I'm not talking about being mean to other people. I'm just saying somebody that wants to go after um, being uh, any kind of career they might want to go after in a very strong and energetic way. That's just, you're, you're, it's the whole thing about hiring people based on race or whatever is ridiculous. I want to hire the best person. Look at the NBA and the NFL. Yeah. What is the percentage of African Americans in there? It's like 75%, right? 72, yeah. Oh, 
that's not fair. That's not fair to Chinese or uh, people from Uruguay or um, you know Sweden. There should be more Swedes in the NBA. I mean, yeah. you you hire the best people. Yeah, I get it. There's not a lot of Jewish people fans. playing basketball. I get it. So, well, that's a, that, what's that? I said there's not a lot of Jewish people playing basketball from Brooklyn. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's what my friend says. My I, one of my one of my best friends is a Jewish guy from Brooklyn. He goes, "How many Jewish people from Brooklyn are in the NBA?" Give or take zero. <laughs> it's not fair. I'm going to be upset about that. I'm going to start a new campaign. Yeah. So you know what he said? He said that's why I got a law degree. More Jews playing hoops. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He's like, that's why I got a law degree because I knew I was never going to get there. Um, you know, you, it's, the other thing too is all these countries that, that you know the Bernies and the Arcasio Cortezes they say, well, this is a great country. We should we have all the wealth. We have the extra forty two trillion laying around that we're going to need to do these things. It worked in Belgium and Norway, and you know Sweden and things like that. I always say, okay, well, in the war on terror, how many how much has Belgium, Sweden, or Norway contributed to the overall war effort, or did they just close? No, they just had open borders, and now Sweden is lost, and Belgium is lost, and look at look at Germany. I mean. Yeah. You, you, you have to screen people that are moving into your country. I get it when people move from a country, they want to be with other people that, hey, you know, they're comfortable meeting other people that speak their language. But you know what? I think we're the only country in the world that doesn't have an official language. I mean, if you move, you speak English. If I move to Italy, you think if I demand, they have to put, now they, got, they have to have English television and radio and billboards and my kids better be taught in English in schools. No, you learn the language of the country. Right. That's the idea of countries having their identity. And, and that's a beautiful thing about it. I spent three and a half years living in Europe. And I loved living in Paris and living in Milan, living in, in Munich. It, it was to, to see that culture and experience something different was a great learning experience for me. It was wonderful. Not, we're not all the same. I get it. But, you know, you learn the language if you're going to live in the country that you're going to live in. Because why, why is that offensive to people in this country? Yeah. How, many, how many Mexicans in California here don't speak English? And I've met people who live here 20 years and speak no English whatsoever. Yeah, that, that is insane to me. It's like, I, you know, personally, I, don't, I try not to go to other countries. I went to Canada bear hunting a little while ago. But other than that, I try not to go to other countries. I spent, I've gone to 60 or 70 countries in my life. And honestly, I just like America more than any of them. So I just kind of stay here. <laughs> I also don't have to worry about speaking other languages. Um, so I always I always try to hit my guests with one weird thing at the end of every segment. Where are you at on drones? Taking over? Good? Bad? What do you think about them? They take on drones. Well, I think they obviously, once again, technology can be used for good or for bad. Um, you know, there's, there's been, I don't know, one of the neighbors here where I live has got a drone flies over our house every once in a while. We're in the backyard, and <laughs> we started throwing stuff at it. You know? so, um, there was a guy in Connecticut who me, shot it with a shotgun. But, we got satellites up there, right? And they can pretty much zone in on anybody they want to zone in on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My life outside of you know just being very fortunate to keep doing movies, keep working. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I lead a pretty boring life. I, I I like to golf and I like to work out and I like to be in my office trying to raise money for my next movie. That's about it. Uh, you keep it simple, and that's what everybody always told me. They keep it simple, no, stupid just girl. No, in time with my kids, because anybody who's a parent knows that it, the years do go by very quickly. You know, my kids are now 16, 14, and 12 and grown fast. Yeah, well, it, you know, the, the world slips away. Unfortunately, they are uh, able to grow up in the greatest country in the world. I don't care what anybody in the oh, world no says. No question, <laughs> it still is. I mean, we're trying to destroy it. We're trying to make it worse, but... Um, uh, you know, I hate to see it split up, but I mean, if you if you really want to 
uh, you know, the, the great experiment without having a civil war, because who needs one of those, mm-hmm. is to sit there, okay, let's, let's say, okay, these, these states will be socialist and these states will stay at capitalism. And capitalism is what made America the greatest country in the world so quickly. Individuals made it great. Yeah. Having dreams and driving and working hard to make those dreams a reality had nothing to do with government coming in and taking control of everything. I mean, you look at it now, it's like, you know, when Obama was, wasn't elected yet, his first go-round, he said, I'm going to fundamentally change America. What is that saying? That means he doesn't like America. Yeah. If you're about to get married and your spouse looks at you the day before your wedding and says, oh, by the way, once we're married, I'm going to fundamentally change you. How many people are going to be a runaway bride or run, <laughs> runaway groom? Exactly. They're not going to what do you mean you don't like the way I am? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. you know. I actually never thought about it that way. But if my wife said that to me, I'd be like, mm, "Check, please." Uh, so it'd Kevin, be like, "Bye, bye." Yeah, exactly. So, Kevin, how can people follow you? How can they find out about your movies and what you got going on? Um, they can go to certainly they can go to kevinsorbo dot net. That's a great place to go. If you go to Facebook, uh, go to facebook dot com slash kevin sorbo. Um, you got to go to the official Facebook page of Kevin Sorbo. A lot of people pretend to be me, so they post a lot of stuff that I get hammered for. Um, Twitter, I'm at KSorbs, K-S-O-R-B-S. And I, like I just said, KevinSorbo.net, where people can get on and they can leave messages for me. Um, they can order. i got a merchandise on there. i got still got a lot of stuff from Hercules and Andromeda and other movies and DVDs that people want to autograph a book. I have a book out called True Strength. Uh, check out my book, True Strength, and um, yeah, so it's, it's easy to go do that and, you know, get a hold of me. Excellent, Kevin. Well, a true honor to have you on. Keep up the good fight. I really appreciate you. All right. Thanks a lot. Next time around, let's, let's talk when my next movie comes out. Definitely, we will. Mm-hmm.